Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. My name is Jenna Castro-Casbon. I am part of a group of private practitioners who have taken client care into our own hands. We are skilled clinicians who pride ourselves on providing high quality care to our clients and their families. We are fighting against productivity requirements, administrative red tape, and unnecessary restrictions. We started our own private practices to take control of our professional and personal lives, of our schedules, of our incomes, of our future. We work hard for our clients, but on our terms. We believe in helping others, but also helping ourselves. We are not interested in competing with each other because we hope we'll all make it. We are successful private practitioners, and these are our stories. So before we get started, can you please share your name, your location, and the name of your private practice? Sure, my name's Elizabeth Perry, and I am the Director of Bay Area Speech, Language, and Accent Works, located in Livermore, California, which is in the San Francisco Bay Area. Fantastic. So Liz, before we hear about what your private practice looks like now, let's go back, as far back as you need to, to kind of share what your um, origin story is, or how you got started either as, as a speech pathologist, and then when maybe you started thinking about private practice. Sure. So I wasn't thinking too much about private practice in school. You get through grad school and all you can think about is just trying to get through school. And then you graduate and you're just trying to get through your clinical fellowship. And then after that, I thought, oh, you know, maybe one day it'd be nice to work for myself instead of for um, someone else and not be a W-2 employee anymore. Have a little bit more flexibility with my schedule, set my own rates, not have to write up massive quantities of paperwork all the time. But it was always kind of one of those one day uh, kind of things. And then in 2016, I was going through a divorce and I had these two young children who I wanted to be more available for with my time. And if you make less than $114,000 a year in the Bay Area, you're considered to be low income. And I can tell you right now as a speech therapist, you're lucky to make half that out here. And I thought if I'm going to be supporting myself and my two children, I need to have more flexibility with my time and I need to have the potential for increased income. And so all of a sudden starting a business didn't seem like a one day kind of thing anymore. It was suddenly a necessity almost. Yeah. And so I decided to go for it, even though I didn't have any business background or know how you just, sometimes you just kind of have to jump in and see yeah. where life takes you. <laughs> Yeah. So how did, so what did that look like for you? What did that, that jumping in 
in starting that early foundations of your business? What, how did that play out? I had no idea what I was doing, none whatsoever. I went online and had some online lawyer company start up a business for me because I didn't know how to do it. And then I went to the city and I talked to them about getting a city license. And then I just kind of went from there and I was just by myself for the first year doing my own thing. And then another speech therapist said that she wanted to kind of jump on board with me and so uh, she started just taking a couple of clients for me and so I was doing mostly private pay and then I became a vendor through a state agency called Regional Center of the East Bay and we see early intervention kiddos there and it's just kind of grown and grown and grown uh, to the point now where I've been consulting with lawyers and um, starting up a, a new corporation instead of a limited liability company and merging the the limited liability company into the corporation. And now I'm going to start, instead of having just a team of contractors and admin, I'm going to be hiring people in part-time, full-time. So it's just grown and grown and grown. And this little idea that I had has been getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's been quite the ride. <laughs> and what span of time are we talking? This, it's been two years. Oh my gosh. Wow. Good for yeah. you. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. From oh shoot, I have to do something to support my family to I have grown to be bigger than probably you could have imagined. Yeah, yeah, and it's still just getting bigger. That's fantastic. Yeah. So tell me more about like what, so what is the uh, like a day in the life like for you um, right now? Sure, so a day in the life is I drop my kids off at school and then I'll go and see some clients, I'll private pay clients, and then I'll have a phone conversation with my administrative manager. Um, and then I'll get a couple of emails done and a couple of phone calls in with team members, other speech therapists on board, currently contractors, but um, be hiring on actual employees soon. So I'll give them a call see how they're doing, um, client calls, then back to see more clients. And um, at that point, it's time to pick up the kids and go home and put them to bed. Yeah, love it. That's fantastic. Okay, so, so you're pretty busy. Yeah. But you yeah, also, it sounds busy. like, have a great team. Yes, you know, you make your team. Teams don't come, they don't come pre-made. You have to encourage them and make them. And it's taken a lot of mistakes on my end and a lot of learning on my end on how to actually be a leader and manage people in a team. Um, but it's been an exciting process too. Yeah, that's fantastic. So one of the things that... Um, you know, you, you filled out like a, an info form for me um, as in the, in the process of becoming a guest on the show. And you had some really great advice about having um, a business coach and yes. or reaching out to score. So can you tell the listeners um, about any kind of business coaching that you've had and how it's helped you? Sure. So I realized about a year and a half into this business that I was working so many hours, well over 40 a week and not making what I was hoping to make. And I was exhausted and I was getting burnt out. And it's really hard to run a business and do everything all by yourself. 
And so a friend of mine recommended some business coaching and I decided to go for it. And I signed up with a company and it was really, um, it was one of the best decisions I've made as a, as an entrepreneur and as a business owner to get the outside expertise from someone who knows what they're doing with businesses. When you get a business coach, regardless of the price, I'd say it's worth the investment because it's kind of like you're getting an MBA specifically for your business. And they can give you a lot of book recommendations and a lot of advice and they can teach you so much about uh, managing people and generating leads and converting leads to to actual clients and keeping clients happy and creating raving fans. Those are your happiest clients and marketing and sales and um, streamlining and automating. And it was so worthwhile to see increased income and not having to put in all of those same hours. But it's a lot of work. They really front load the work. If you do sign up for business coaching, it's a lot of intense work and it's a lot of physical and emotional energy but it's so worth it. Well, and especially I would assume that in the San Francisco Bay area, that there are a decent amount of private practitioners. Yeah, probably. Right. So probably, so tell me about how, like maybe how you're getting your clients and how, what are you doing about marketing at this point? Sure, sure. So I started by trying to increase Google rankings to create an online presence with my website. I need to revamp my website soon. So that's kind of on the to do list, make it look a bit more professional. But um, honestly, when people are doing a Google search for your business, they are going to go to um, Google your Google business page. So they do a Google search and then your business pops up. So you need to make a Google business page and then having reviews on Yelp, asking all of your raving fans for reviews on Yelp. If you have 15 or 25 star Yelp reviews and 15 or 25 star Google business reviews, people see that and there's this automatic rapport that's established where people go, oh, this person must be good and they want to go to you for services um, potentially private pay, even if they can get services elsewhere through insurance, because they see that they're going to get the best services with you. And it's true. We do offer really good services. And so it's nice to get the word out there. Um, I'm also a member of a parent group on Facebook and that's not the purpose. There isn't advertising, but just getting the word out that we exist and we're here to help. And um, I've also been visiting a lot of BNI or Business Networking International chapters where you go and you set up meetings with other business owners and professionals and you learn from their expertise and they learn from yours and you work to help each other to gain more referrals. So once you, once you are established and out there, there's kind of this snowball effect where if people are appreciative of your services, then they refer you out to others, who refer you out to others, who refer you out to others. And eventually you just get all sorts of emails and phone calls coming in from people asking for your services because they heard how great you are. Right. And then you have to hire all these contractors that then you're going <laughs> to move over to employees, right? So I think that that's fantastic that you, you, in such a short period of time, it sounds like have been really focused on making some of these connections that are definitely paying off in, I mean, sure, the long term, but it's actually kind of still the short term. 
<laughs> yeah, from day to day, it feels like it's a long haul. But then when you take a step back and you go, whoa, this was really, really fast. And the thing is, it, it, that's what happens in this profession because there's such a huge need and there aren't enough people to fill that need. Um, maybe it's different for some of the listeners in various areas if there are a lot of private practices or clinics in the area, but where I'm at, there's just not enough need and people need services. So if they hear that you're decent, even they're going to go to you. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. So, um, so what kinds of clients do you and your staff um, service? What is your either most you know, the majority of your caseload or, you know, tell us about what your caseload mix is. Yeah. So most of my caseload used to be early intervention and that was through a state contract through an organization called the regional center. And, um, I've been transitioning out. I no longer see the state agency clients. I only see private pay clients who call in asking for services and that's mostly autism spectrum disorder. That's mostly early intervention through school age. So um, I'd say that's a good portion of my caseload right there is just school age and preschool. Mm -hmm. And then I also have quite a few corporate clients. Mm -hmm. Let me turn off my phone here. Okay. No I also have a, quite a few corporate clients. Those are adults working professionals who are hoping to um, increase, improve their communication skills and their, or modify their accent or acquire a secondary standard American English accent. So I have some accent training and a certification there um, or working on social skills. So there's quite a bit of that too. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, so you're able to serve a lot of different niches, which it seems like are niches though that are really important in your particular area. Yes, in the San Francisco Bay Area, there's a huge need for corporate services, communication services, accent services. So it's been kind of fun to like examine that little niche area. And then most of my team members have just sort of taken over all of the early intervention cases. Nice. nice. Yeah. So is, is, has the corporate stuff been more become what you have, are doing more of? Um, it's, it's slowly getting there. I would like to venture out more into that area. It's an area of interest and also it's more lucrative mm -hmm. financially, um, less prep. So there's, there's a bit of that, but, um, I'd say it's probably still about three quarters pediatric and then about a quarter corporate. That's great. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and then do you, do you practice out of your home? Do you have, uh, do you have a rented clinic space? Do you have owned clinic space? Where are you and your people practicing out of? Yeah, so for all of our pediatric services, we only do in-home or in the preschool setting, like a preschool or daycare kind of setting. And the purpose for that is twofold. The first reason is because it cuts down on overhead costs, mm -hmm. having to manage a clinic space. And the second reason is because I just... I think it's more evidence-based. It, it, it's so much easier to have increased parent involvement. And that's a big part of our company's philosophy is to have a lot of family involvement in the therapy process to improve carryover and generalization of, of skills acquired during a session throughout the week. That's really, really important. Uh, I like the idea of the children using their own toys and manipulatives during sessions so that they can 
do the same things uh, that they were doing with me throughout the week with their family members, siblings, parents. Um, we, our service delivery model is a little bit different, I think. Mm -hmm. We're not really traditional in that regard and being in home is a big part of that. Yeah, there was something else um, in your intake form that I really liked that had to do with planning like a 90 day yeah. Can you, can you tell the listeners about that? Cause I thought that was really unique and different. And I, I really like that idea. Thank you. Yeah. This is something that I'm really, really excited about. So for all of our pediatric and corporate clients, we offer a complimentary 90 day quarterly goal setting and review session. And that is a free half hour phone call or zoom conference. This is our HIPAA compliant option here. Mm-hmm. to sit down and talk about all of the progress that we've made over the past three months and revise goals, talk about concerns that have come up over time or just over the past three months. And it's, it has a lot of purposes. The first is to check in with the family and to see how they're doing. And the second is that because most of our clients are pediatric and very young pediatric clients, you know, two years old, they are changing so much so quickly and a three month period is a long span of their lifetime. And so where they were three months ago is not where they are three months later. So it's really important to sit down with the families and say, here are all of the ways that your child has improved over the past few months. We are sitting down with families and collaborating every single week. What are the things that you want to work on this week to work toward our long-term goals? So we set short-term goals from week to week. And then we revise all of our long-term goals every three months. So we are constantly working toward new goals and seeing a lot of progress and celebrating that progress and tackling questions and obstacles along the way. I think that that is fantastic, right? It's great for, I mean, obviously for goal setting, but also for transparency and for just being family-centered, right? and or client-centered, right, if you have more of the the corporate clients. Yeah, it's so good. Oftentimes, we'll start into the conversation, the parents will say, I'm so excited that my child is doing this particular thing, but you know what I've seen at home? I've seen this this rise in this particular behavior, or I've started to see this this new stuttering behavior that I never saw before, and it gives us a chance to talk about what that looks like and to potentially set new goals or to coach them through it, whereas it might not have come up from week to week in a regular session. So it's just, it's another great opportunity to connect with families and see where they're at. And it also, that's also what I would consider a special offer, right? That's mm-hmm. something that would also differentiate you from another practice is to say that we do this 90 day complimentary check-in. Mm-hmm. Right? If, if you are choosing between two different service providers and one offers something like that and one either doesn't or isn't making that known, I think that that's another you know, special kind of selling point for your private practice. And there's so many benefits that come along with that, which you know as a clinician, but as a family member, that feels like the red carpet being rolled out, right? There has a certain feel of getting a very extra special thing. And, and it, it is extra special. Not everyone has to, certainly is doing that or has to do that, but it doesn't take a lot of extra time for you to do that. And probably mm-hmm. that also helps you keep clients longer term if that's, you know, appropriate for their situation. 
Right. They feel cared about. It is part of our unique selling proposition. It is a guarantee that we offer. It's a feature. But what we try to emphasize to these families is the benefit that they draw from it because they aren't going to care too much if it's just a guarantee or a feature or a unique selling proposition. We can say, how involved do you want to be in the therapy process? And they always inevitably come back and say, we want to be really involved and say, here's a great way to do it. Let's meet up every 90 days so we can reevaluate where we've been over the past 90 days and see where we need to go for the next three months. And they love it. And it's good for us. It's good for them. Everybody wins. I love it. That that's very, that's fantastic. Very innovative. Mm -hmm. I like it. Um, is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners in terms of lessons that you've learned that you want to impart or certain strategies that you've done or tricks or anything like that? I think the biggest thing that I've learned through this whole process is that you do not have to have tons of business background or experience before jumping into starting a private practice. I was so scared because I didn't have any business know-how, but unless you've been to business school, you don't, people who are business owners, they don't have any business background, but there's so much help along the way. You can find a mentor who is already where you want to be headed, or you can hire a business coach, or you can uh, find free services available through female mentoring entrepreneur organizations or through SCORE, which is this free business mentoring organization. And there are just so many resources for budding entrepreneurs. There are also a lot of really, really good books out there that you can read or listen to on Audible. I'm constantly listening to business books on Audible and learning so much. And you can just jump in and make mistakes. You don't have to have everything understood or perfect. If it's something you're interested in doing, then just do it. And what's the worst that can happen? If your business fails, if you're not getting any clients and you've tried everything you can do, which I don't see <laughs> happening but if that happens you can just go and get employed elsewhere and that's fine it's just worth giving a try absolutely right you don't you don't know unless you try things out right yeah. and I, I do hear that a lot I hear a lot of people when I ask you know what is preventing people from doing this people have you know a whole host of reasons but what I hear a lot is fear of failure in essence mm -hmm. what if I fail or what if I make a mistake and, you know, what you've said and what I always say is you will make mistakes, right? You will a lot make of mistakes, mistakes. <laughs> a lot of mistakes, but you'll learn from them. You know, you're not going to make big mistakes if you make a, you know, a bit like an unethical, you know, that's terrible. Don't do that. But you, you will make little mistakes along the way, but you'll learn mm -hmm. from them. And that's part of the journey. And if you can't stomach making a couple little mistakes and learning from it, then, then this is going to be a much harder road for you, right? So just jumping in and saying, I'm going to learn how to do this because the, the possibilities outweigh what I'm doing now. Or in your case, you like, you had to do this, yeah. right? Well, I didn't have to, but it just seems right. like the most feasible option. And I'm so glad that I took it because I do have increased flexibility to spend time with my young children. And I do have flexibility to go away on some weekends with my partner. And it's just, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am thrilled to have heard, again, your, your unique story in terms of how you got started, what the landscape of your business looks like. 
So, so before we end, what does the future look for you? Look for you? What, is, what can you see coming in the next couple of years? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, I just got this new medical record system up and running. I've been doing a, I have a new CPA. Do that. Get a good CPA who understands small business. Get a good insurance broker who can get you all the insurance that you need. Talk with a small business lawyer just so you have a better understanding of business concepts. And you won't have to deal with all the issues that I'm dealing with right now. But, um, well, um, I have this new business, which I'm merging the old one into right now. And so I'm getting that up and running. Um, honestly, in the next couple of years, what I'm planning on and what's kind of already starting to happen here is that I'm going to start off by hiring part-time employees and then get a couple more insurance contracts negotiated and up and running and then start hiring on full-time employees. And, um, I see myself doing less and less therapy through the week and just taking on some corporate clients here and there. And then mostly just being in sort of a leadership role with a clinical director and an admin team and a team of therapists and just making sure that everyone is happy and being adequately trained and that, that it's sustainable, but that's kind of where it's headed right now and everything's still in home if possible. Yeah. I think that that sounds fantastic. So kudos to you. <laughs> and please keep in touch, you know, as, as time goes on. And um, I love checking in with people and hearing, you know, how things have either materialized in the way that they had hoped or potentially even new opportunities have arisen. So, you know, I think that for, for being so young in your journey here, you have truly started off with a bang. <laughs> and, Thank you. I mean, the sky is literally the limit for you. You're doing amazing things. You're really going places. And I am so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, a big part of why I did this was because of all the emails that I was getting from you through the independent clinician. So thank you for that encouragement. It's wow. nice to see that there are other people who've been on this journey. So you're not alone, you know. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you for your time and for sharing your story. And mm -hmm. um, we will talk more later. That sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's been great. Absolutely. You too. Now that you've listened to the podcast, I hope that you're all fired up to help more people while making more money. If you need help starting or growing your private practice, I can help. I have created tons of high quality resources for beginning through established private practitioners alike to help you save time, money, and confusion. Just visit www.privatepracticeinfo.com and get instant access to everything from startup guides to marketing plans to ongoing support and mentorship and more. Listen, private practice can be complicated, but it doesn't have to be. My job is to simplify the process for you so that you can do what you do best, help people. But first, you have to help yourself. Just go to www.privatepracticeinfo.com and get the resources you need to succeed today. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. 
head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.